Welcome back to another podcast of Road to Abundance. Today we have Pavel. So guys, it's actually a friend of us that connected us. He's like, Mike, you need to get Pavel on the podcast. So today, guys, I'm going to be honest. I wanted to keep the surprise. I don't know much about Pavel, except he's an amazing human being. And he does very similar work to me. So I was like, come on the podcast. Let's get to know you while the audience get to know you. Welcome on the podcast, my man. Thank you so much. Uh, so happy <laughs> and grateful to be here. Awesome. And and Pavel just told me that he, he came back from Malaysia yesterday. So still probably jet lag is in the podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do right now before we get in your story. Like you, you told me you created uh, Noah Aeon Movement. Like tell us more. Yeah, no. So actually I've been on a summer tour. Uh, so uh, the last two months I basically went anywhere from uh, Europe, Middle East, uh, US uh, to Asia. And then um, uh, this Sunday I continue for the final eight cities in, in America. And so what we're doing is we're on a system reset tour, uh, which is uh, the name of the experience. Uh, system stands for, uh, you know, treating your body as the hardware and then software, your mind. And um, what we teach is, you know, just like our computers and phones, we have a lot of clutter, a lot of different apps that we're no longer using. Same thing goes for our, you know, thoughts and emotions and, and crappy situations we get ourselves into. So what the reset does, it literally puts a, you know, two seconds hold on your body, mind, emotion, spirit, and it brings you back to your, your center, it brings you back to your happiness, harmony, and health. And so, you know, just like computers, we have to connect to the internet to download new software. Uh, we're connecting to the internet, which uh, allows us to download new software for our life, essentially. And um, I think, uh, I don't know how many, I'm on like a 55 events in the last two months, something ridiculous. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> and so... Just so people understand, what do you teach at the event? You do breath work, so you facilitate breath work. Is it allotropic breath work? So it's actually, so I spent last 15 years traveling the world in a search of what is truth. You know, what are the tools that can help us? And, and I, I've lived my whole life, you know, up and downs and highs and lows. And I wanted to figure out, you know, what is this life thing here? And what is this society telling us? And what is the actual truth? So I went on a quest and I basically learned from some of the most uh, thought out leaders in different uh, categories, which we can share some of the experiences later. And I put it into these uh, modules. So we either do immersive experiences, which are about two to three hours, where we practice something called BDM, breath, dance, meditation. And I actually come from EDM, so it came really naturally. <laughs> You know, my, my whole uh, past life was, was, you know, done in nightclubs and festivals and yeah. the craze. But anyway, so so those are immersive stuff. Then we do uh, retreats and then also uh, more workshops. And essentially, I took all of these tools that worked and that had science behind them and integrated them into a modern sure. approach. So think of it as like a conscious DJ show, being sober and high on your own supply. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, man, I, I know it's working for sure. I'm, I'm certified in breath work and I, I teach breath work and meditation too. I don't do the dance part, but I know that the movement of the body and the dance is actually really good. So I'm happy to hear, to hear that you incorporate it and then people can just let go with the flow and just move the body. And when you let go of the ego and you just move and you just in the peace, in the moment, it's like, a lot of people go to festival and they need the drug in order to let go and not be scared of, be free in their movement. But if you can let go with a crowd of amazing human being, I'm sure it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And so tell us a little bit more, like what's the backstory? Like, of course you said you spent 15 years searching for all that stuff. So where did the journey start? And also why did you start that journey like back then? Yeah, so uh, I'm born and raised in uh, Czech Republic, uh, and um, I was there until about the age of 15. And um, uh, in early stages of my life, I actually grew up with shaman, and uh, my mother was uh, like one of the first spiritual um, vortexes uh, for for us. Uh, you know, moving us into hatha yoga, meditation, and and beyond from very young age. Now, this is back in Czech, where like this was not accepted. This is post-communist era, like. 
they you know wiped out any sorts of beliefs uh, in general. And so um, I, I kind of like moved away from it as far as I could in a lot of ways uh, because I was scared you know of what 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 the people will think, uh, which I no longer have <laughs> this fear. But anyways, uh, I uh, I grew up very driven. So my whole life uh, back then it was about professional cycling and sports, and so I wanted to become a professional athlete. Which uh, at the age of seventeen I actually uh, was able to achieve that. But at the same time, uh, my dad gave me a choice: uh, either go to school, your life is paid for, or you don't go to school, you do your little cycling thing, and you're gonna have to figure it out. And so, cycling thing. And so, so what I did is I started my first business uh, at the same time, and basically, uh, I figure out a way. This is, you know, 12, 13 years ago, before Alibaba was what it is today, and so I literally. Um, was I found a niche where carbon bike frames were so expensive. And so I found factories on Alibaba. I took the picture from Alibaba, placed it on eBay, and then I sold it on eBay and then shipped it directly from China. And so my first business cost me exactly zero uh, dollars down <laughs> to start. <laughs> and you know, nobody at that time trusted Alibaba, right? It wasn't what it is, uh, what is it today? Yeah. And so... I start using all of my cycling races, like whatever we would travel. I would start talking to the bike stores in every town and I'd be like, you need your own carbon parts and you got to have your own custom, you know, bike frame. And so I built this business uh, during during my cycling career. And um, yeah. essentially, uh, during the same time, I, I paid my friend to finish online high school for me. And then I sent wow. a diplo <laughs> diploma to my dad. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, that's how much I did not trust society. And I just was not a person that could co-op with a regular school system. But self-education, like I have read so many books and I was so intrigued by, you know, everything. And um, essentially, um, when I was about 20 years old, um, because of no recovery, I had kind of like a first big pivotal moment. Um, I got diagnosed with, you know, Epstein-Barr, chronic fatigue, and my body actually shut off in a Czech national race. And I woke up in the hospital and basically that was my end of cycling career. Um, during, you know, cycling, you do seven, eight hour bike rides uh, a day sometimes. And uh, because of the crazy strain, instead of me recovering, I was on a call with factories and I was building this this business. And so basically complete over extortion and uh, I ended up, you know, having to quit. Now I fall into massive depression. I had a suicidal thoughts. I just like, you know, my whole identity of, I wanted to do Tour de France and, you know, all of the yeah. fun things, it was just shredded completely. And so I ended up moving to, to us. And uh, this was kind of my first leeway to, you know, finding, Wim Hof, finding Dave Asprey and biohacking and, and figuring out how to take charge of my own, you know, immune system. And so in this quest, I uh, went into a business uh, journey. And um, at first I got into, uh, I had to figure out a visa, you know, as, as you know, in, in America. And, uh, <laughs> and so I applied for E2 visa at that time but they, they didn't qualify. So I, I, I ended up, you know, not being able to come here until I found this Tutti Frutti frozen yogurt chain uh, that had an uh, opening in franchising the, the state of Hawaii. And so I got into frozen yogurts at first. In Hawaii. Oh, that's in Hawaii. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's here's cool. the thing, you know, I was already so health conscious that I just could not, you know, uh, feel good about making people sick and, uh, and making people, people fat. And so I ended up moving to Florida and I found something called Orange Theory Fitness. Uh, I don't oh, know if you ever cool. heard of it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> this is when, you know, there were like six locations, a uh, brand new business. Nobody knew what this was. And they trained very much like I did during cycling. So it was actually like, yes, high intensity training, you know, tracking monitors and beyond. And so I was 22 years old at that time. And I went on the car drive to Fort Lauderdale, uh, where their headquarters was. And I met with the president, the CEO, and I was like, this kid there, I would like to franchise out, uh, you know, one of your states. What do you have left? <laughs> <laughs> and basically they're like, well, 
you know, I've had business experience, like some, right? Like not nothing crazy, but uh, but uh, they basically gave me two days to file for uh, disclosures to um, find a funding to basically move to Atlanta, Georgia, where I've never been up until then. And I think it was their polite way to say, you know, goodbye. <laughs> and uh, I ended up uh, making it happen. I went on a, on a drive and I moved to, to Georgia. And uh, within six months, we became the fastest growing um, region in the whole country. And uh, basically, I ended up partnering up with the president and the CEO of Orange Theory. And then uh, we built locations, you know, anywhere from Fidei, New York, all the way to Hawaii. And so at the peak, uh, I had almost 100 locations under my belt. And uh, within about six or seven years, it was like, you know, all into to building this, this chain. And, um, you know, I hit the same roadblock again. So I was burned out just like with cycling. I, you know, got into all of these other businesses. And at that time, you know, I think my ego consumed me in a lot of ways because it was all about, you know, more, more, more and more locations and more growth. And I completely, um, you know, lost the point, you know, in that sense. Yeah. But every three months I committed myself that I'm going to do something um something out of comfort zone. And so even though I was, you know, being a businessman and, and doing all of this stuff, um, I essentially start traveling and um, learning from, you know, all of these people. And so some of the things I did was a samurai camp in, in Japan. Samurai? Uh, oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Train with the samurais in, like, in Kyoto. Yeah. Uh, I, I also did a Zen master training. Um, I now did um, uh, this psychic training in Brazil. Uh, where I spent month with psychics learning how to, you know, access your your super abilities. And uh, I met Wim Hof. I trained under Wim Hof back when, you know, nobody knew what this this breathwork thing is. Yeah. And, how long um, ago was the Wim Hof? I think it's about six years ago. Uh, oh, that's when I started. I started cold plunge when I was 25. Damn, that's like seven years ago. Yes. Yeah, when it yes. wasn't cool to do cold plunge. <laughs> yep. Back back when it was like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Well, and it was crazy for me because uh, I I literally walked into the Polish retreat, you know, like that that seven days of brutal cold, and I actually was sick going in there, and uh, like under the weather, and um and then I walked out of there and I was healthy, and it was so like, what the hell? Like it's against everything that you know we're ever taught and believed that I was like, I have to, you know, train and I have to learn how to, how to do this. And it wasn't until I went into a dark room, uh, which was a few months actually later, uh, that I completely changed my whole life. And so oh, you did like, um, like a four days in the dark. So I actually did 10 days with oh, shit. no food and no light in the middle of Thailand, uh, with the breatharians. So it's a breatharian initiation, basically. On how what to is, be. Uh, what is Britarian? It's people that are solely nourished by prana, by energy. They do not require any physical food to sustain. It's it's super out there as far as it, it can get. But it was so uh, provocative for me at that time because I was burned out and I was, you know, doing all of these businesses that I wanted to just give myself on away and I wanted to find peace. And so, so in this search, I f it took me about seven days before I finally just give in. And um, when I gave in, I start crying, crying. And, and I had this like most beautiful, you know, experience for, you know, hours. Uh, not that you know how, how, what time is there. But basically, uh, this is when the Noah Aeon, you know, came about. And so Noah means movement and Aeon is all or none. And it symbolizes duality. Uh, and it symbolizes these like highs and lows and left and right that I've been playing my whole life. And essentially, the whole mission is to come back to unity, come back to harmony, come into the center where you can actually move outside of the duality and don't be bounded to, to that you know, type of lifestyle. And so when I got in there, I walked out of there and I basically decided to go full on into service. I start selling you know, everything that I had and, uh, and I went into another extreme. <laughs> I actually couple years after that, I lost everything. So all of the hard effort that I put into it, I, you know, 
and I think this happens to a lot of people. We we go from uh, this like business world being so sick and tired of living in a system and move all the way to the spiritual world. But that is also yeah. not, you know, it's the second extreme. Yeah. And so it took me another few years to really integrate this. And it took me, you know, some time to really, um, you know, make it everything back, figure out how to make means and redefine my passion, my purpose and, and legacy, which which is how do you make means still in this world and don't feel bad about making money, which a lot of the, you know, spiritual community community makes you feel. Yeah, that that that's a, before we continue, that's a very valid point of like, First, I want to acknowledge a few things in your in your journey. You found mentors, which I always like. You were already questioning the the narrative, and you didn't get scared to not go to school, do your own stuff, and you've been successful. And I can relate to you. Of I call it the spiritual eagle. Is like people when they go on the spiritual journey, you arrive to a point that you're like, oh, I'm not a materialistic person, so I, I don't need money, I don't need anything. And then you, it's like, that's when your life start, the money start to crash and it happened to everyone. And then at some point you're like, well, is it really spiritual to be broke? Like, it's like, okay, like if I was a monk in a retreat and I wanna focus my whole life on my energy and stuff and I have free meal, okay. But if I'm gonna be in society, then there's abundance in this world. So why shouldn't I have all the abundance in the world? And the more abundance I have and the more money I have, the more good I can do. So I can create conscious company, conscious supplement, conscious food, conscious, I can give, I can create foundation. Like money is just a tool that will expose you. So I, I've been there like of like, yeah. when you fall into the meditation every day and all that spiritual stuff, you're like, I don't need money. I don't need material. I don't need anything. And then at some point you're like, well, why couldn't I get both? And that's that, that I think that's what happened to you too. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, I went hungry. I mean, I had, you know, two kids to feed and there were, I, I went from, you know, making millions to, to, to completely have basically below zero on every account that I own. And my expenses from the business uh, lifestyle were so much greater than what, you know, workshops and retreats could, could do at, at that time that I literally, you know, there were days I was fasting just so we have enough. I was living literally from workshop to workshop until, until COVID hit. And, um, and, you know, this is something that that's really, this is something I'm not proud of. Let's put it this way, but it's crazy how sometimes dichromity in, in this life works, but you know, I was so bad right before COVID that when it happened, all of my businesses that I had left still, they were completely, you know, gone. And and the only thing I had at that point was I had about 40 um, events scheduled in just the first quarter of, of COVID. And so yeah. I got together with a group of entrepreneurs and we we're like, you know, in these situations, it's also the biggest opportunity because it, it allows for, for people that, that, you know, want to be progressive. And so... At that time, we were like, how do we bring events back? And it was testing. And so we literally start doing uh, COVID testing first uh, through, you know, drive-through clinics. Uh, then we we put it into a, a lot of Orange Theory fitness locations. So we actually converted Orange Theories into, you know, testing. And then later on with my, you know, franchise background, I literally treated it as a franchise. And so we, we were the first ones uh, to have a... COVID testing through vending machines. And uh, uh, it was it was insane. So within six months, you know, I, I was able to get everything back and, and more. And within about, you know, 12 months in, we were servicing people like, you know, Atlanta Hawks and um, uh, Home Depot and IHG Hotels. So we were literally testing all of these corporations out of just like, you know, being one of the forefront of this. So, so anyway, you know, crazy stuff. Cause I don't believe in any of this just for the record, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that literally allowed me to, to come back into comfort and be able to rethink and restructure and integrate, you know, what's, what's next. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's like, it was there. It's like, it, we couldn't really move it. It was part of the times of like the timeline that needed to happen. So you did the best you could do with that timeline in order to make make it back so that then you can do what you really want to do. 
Yeah, and I think that's like the exact what you were saying, right? Is like you you need funding, you need abundance to be able to move the needle. And also, you know, we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. So like if we don't ground it into the physical, then we're missing the whole point of of lesson being on earth. And yeah. uh, and unfortunately, some people have to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah, that I, I like how you say it. it it's that that's the whole thing. Like when I did. Recently, I, I did ibogaine and I did um, I did ibogaine and uh, DMT. The, what's the toad? Um, uh, five meo. Yeah, but the, what's the name of the toad? Bufo. So mm-hmm. and and when I was on the journey on Bufo, it's a very short journey. It's like seven minutes. I did two two round, and that's exactly what they showed me. It's like, and I knew it, but that's where it really really sink deep. I was like. Okay, wait, it's like, yeah, you're a spiritual being and you come here to experience. So I started changing my approach in terms of like a lot of people. And I used to be like that. When you're starting your spiritual journey, you're like, I want to escape the matrix. I want to escape the matrix. I want to, there's no fucking matrix. Like this doesn't even exist. This is a reality that we come experience, we come live. And we're here for a short period of time in terms of human experience. We'll come back. There's going to be other thing. And you choose to come here. So why don't you just benefit of the abundance and the experience? Because it's the only place that we have the whole spectrum of emotion. Because once you're in heaven or once you're in um, whatever they, they call five dimension, whatever, however you want to call it, you're just pure bliss. There's no fear, doubt, ego, anything like that. So in order to experience that spectrum of emotion, you need to come live this human experience. So once you're here, stop trying to escape and just do the best that you can and just make the best life possible. And I think that's the biggest message that I got. Like, it's like, everybody's like, I want to escape. I want to escape. I don't want to be here. And I felt like that, like for, for a few years, I was like, I don't belong here. Take me out. I don't want to live anymore. And it's just because you're so tired of everything. But instead of fighting it and trying to escape, why don't you make it the best reality possible? And that, that's kind of how um, it turned out for me. I was like, there's no escaping. There's just beating the matrix. Become become the world that you want to be. And, and yeah. Yeah, I, I call it the process of unhooking, you know. And I think, I think everybody goes through it because, you know, whatever this construct is. So, so by the way, I, I had some of the most powerful uh, times on, on Iboga, Ibogaine myself as well. It, it's a... Uh, it's been uh, such an amazing teacher. And, and also, just for the record, so like years back, right? Like I went through that whole plant medicine phase where, where I was, you know, in surge, which, you know, it actually all led me back to breath that we, you know, we don't need any of that. And it's actually something very important for people that don't uh, misuse that because of the, the negativity you can also attach to yourself if you're not open and, and uh, guided properly. <laughs> Now, uh, in this process, I literally was revealed this this four step journey through through self transformation, and essentially, like it was the, the 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 four steps are you know you wake up first. It's the awakening process that something in your life on any level is not working, is not serving. So it's that yeah. awareness phase. Then you clean up. Uh, you gotta take out the trash that does not work. Whatever it's your mental beliefs, emotional patterns, your your relationships, or even just habits. And uh, because if you don't let go of the old, there is no room for the new to come. Yeah. And a lot of times I've noticed we want to hold on to the old and we also want to hold on to the new, but that does not work. It's another way to, you know, fail. And uh, then when you clean up, you power up. So you bring up the new stuff. And, uh, you know, if I, if I bring it as simple as, let's say that on a wake up phase, you get a blood test. And on the blood test, you are low on vitamin D and you're high on environmental toxins, right? Then in a cleanup, you will detox the environmental toxins. And then in the power-up, you will supplement D so that way you can bring it back. And then rest up is the final one, which is the process of unhooking. Because if we don't unhook ourselves from the daily you know, computers and phones and everything that we're doing, then we don't leave that space to hear the inner whispers, to understand like what trajectory yeah. we're actually on. And um, you know, for me, the unhooking, it's, it's a one hour a day. It's a one day per week. It's a three to four days per month. And it's 10 to 14 days out of the year. And so like, I kind of broke it down into, into, this, into a place where I do bring 
the the responsibility, you know, of of truly unhooking, because in these moments you realign, you re, you know, you wake up again, you clean up, you power up, and then you have that time to rest, oh, yeah. so you can, you know, continue uh, this this spiritual growth. Yeah, that's beautiful, and I I do I do agree with you. That's why I I certified in breath work because it is the same or very similar to an experience on psychedelic or DMT, but you can access it at any time. So when you do all the tropic breath work or stuff, it's like a 30 minute of breath will connect you and will release your own DMT and you'll have those moments. And I like what you say about the unhooking. Like a lot of people are like just stuck. And then that's when you hear all the time. People are like, oh, I got a ha-ha moment when I was in the shower or blah, blah, blah. That's where I get the best thinking. Yeah, because that's where you're not on your goddamn phone. That's where you're just with yourself. The water is dripping on you and you're just like thinking and breathing and just being present. And then that's where the downloads happen. And people have so very little of those moments that that's when they get the downloads. And then or when they go in a walk in the wood or something, it's like, People can't just unplug anymore. Like they don't have those 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 moments. So I, I love it. Even cold plunge gives me those clarity moments. Like if you do cold plunge and then you you get out and you meditate or you breath work after, it's like I love combining those modality because it takes it to another level. So it's it's super cool. Yeah, and you know, and it's it's been proven, right? So like if we look at it from like a neuro neuro uh, science perspective we resonate different brain waves and and uh, and everything is frequency right like we are either in a fear state or we're in a in a love open limitless state yeah now it's as simple as you know if we're not in control of our breath if we are all tensed up then we're in that fight or flight uh response yeah. that we've consciously just living in that state now with simple breath right breath awareness with body awareness when relaxing our muscles we're one step away from from that now, the other part, we live in a society of doors. So, you know, um, if you look at it from like a consciousness evolution, like it, it's, it's an important part. And, and I always say, say this, it's like we, we, we live the paradigm of be, do, have opposite. Meaning, you know, we have to have the right time, have to have the right resources, have the right time to, you know, take the right actions, to do the right steps before we most of the time never become it. Versus, you know, we become it, we embrace it, we feel it, then we take the right podcast, the right education, the right courses, and then we have the results as a natural flow of life. And Mother. because we're stuck in that doing, we're in that uh, uh, super high beta, which is that, you know, anxious mind versus yeah. even if you just close your eyes for a moment, you go into a nature, you know, you, you go straight to more of that alpha. And then if you meditate either long enough or you do the right breath work, it will take you into theta, that restorative uh, state of subconscious mind, which is when all of these ideas come. And so yeah. in shower, in, uh, in pauses, in ice bath, there's no more monkey brain. And monkey brain is, is unfortunately something that we all have to process, work through. And, uh, and you know, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting, right? Because it's the small self, right? Like that, that egoic self that can run and ruin our life uh, because it's limited, right? It only knows what it learned in the past, yeah. projects into the future. And so in this process, if we can pause it, connect to the internet, that's when the flow comes and that's when the ideas, yeah. and that's part of the unhooking. Yeah, totally. And the thing is, people want to escape so much the better brainwave, like that monkey mind, That that's why they spend so much time on Instagram, TikTok, Netflix because that's when the brain kind of like disconnect and go into just watching but it's not the right alpha brainwave it's it's kind of like still in chaos because the video that you're feeding your brain yes you're kind of unplugged from your thinking mind but all the information that you're putting into your subconscious is still triggering the survival mechanism so it's like people have a very hard time to go in in alpha and and Meditation is the key, like meditation and breath work. Because I went to 40 Years of Zen, which is Dave Asprey program. It's like, it was like $18,000. You go for one week and all they test on the first time you go is your alpha brainwave. And I was really good at doing alpha brainwave for like 20 minutes, which was my average of meditation on a daily. 
And then I realized that I need to meditate more, sometimes to test more. So then after the week, I was able to maintain the alpha brainwave for an hour and a half nonstop. And it's like your your body will pick it up fast. Yes, of course, I have experience of meditation and breath work and all that stuff, but everybody can do it. It's like just practicing and nobody's good at reading. Nobody's good at meditating at the beginning. Like it's like breath work. People are like, just like, I'm like doing it right. Just keep reading, bro. It's like two puffs in, one puff out. There's nothing like you can't do it. If you keep going, there's going to be something happening. And the thing is like, you're right. People don't realize that the breath is everything because once, once you're frustrated, you start breathing and contracting it. And then once you're stressed or in fear, and then once you're actually super happy and in the moment, you just want to relax and just your shoulder will drop and your whole body will release. And it's like, people forget that you can just do it like actively. Like you don't need to wait until it happened. You could just breathe, just do a sigh and then boom, your body is relaxed. You could do more exercise, but it's like, we forget that we have access to it. I think because it's free, and we've been doing it since we're, is the first thing we do once we're born, we take a breath that we forget that it's there. And it, it's, it's so crucial. And it's, it's so stupid that we have to go, I don't know how old you are, but it's like 30 mm-hmm. years of suffering of everything. So then you find breath working. You're like, oh, breathing. I should just breathe. And then it's like, you went through million losing your money doing this 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 going to thailand back i went to bali this that that tons of mentor and at the end you're like oh it's just the breath i I could meditate okay and it's it's like i'm like guys i want to avoid you taking expensive flight going all over the world now it's you can do it from the comfort of your home just breathe just focus on your meditation and it's actually very sad like um to see like yesterday I, I was doing a call with a, a potential client, right? And people are so caught up on the how. How do I make money? How do I do this? And the guy's like, so I, I'm like, how's your, your health? He's like, the health is good, but I'm focused on money. I'm like, okay, how's your relationship? I don't care about relationship. I don't need relationship. I want money now. I'm like, bro, you forget one thing. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And because you have chaos in everything, you'll stay broke. And I'm like, right now you barely make 50000 a year and you'll stay there because you're so goddamn focused on money and the fear of missing out that you're going to go nowhere. And then at the end, when I explain him for the bread, the subconscious mind and how to reprogram, he's like, yeah, but I want to know how to make money. I'm like, that's how, bro. It's 80% of the success is the person you need to be in order to make money. That's why millionaire, you could strip them off and they'll make it again versus the people with the broke mindset. They're never going to make money. And I'm like, You say you don't need that, but in one year from now, you'll be at the same spot. You'll still be broke. You'll still be depressed and you'll still be chasing money. And I can guarantee because I was you a few years ago, I was exactly like you. I was chasing money so hard. And it's, it's kind of sad that people don't see it. Like in terms of, we know it because it cost us everything. We traveled the world. We spent like hundreds of thousands in our journey. We did crazy stuff from meditation in the dark, ibogaine, which is the hardest psychedelic. We did everything and we're like, I'm telling you, this is it. Guys, it's like, there's nothing else. This is it. Master this and you master yourself. But the thing is, people are still caught up on the how. It's like that hustle culture. They're like, I need to do, 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 do. I need to, I need to know a new skills. You're still not going to do it. Or if you do, you're going to end up like Pavel, guys. It's like, you build that million dollar industry, you have a hundred orange theory and you lose it all because you're fucking depressed. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so funny. Like, like like exactly like you said, everything goes back to breath. If you can learn from your breath, breath is what you're born with, breath is what you yeah. die with. But what you do between the first breath and last breath literally determines the quality and awareness of your life. And it's it's hilarious. And and you, you said it right, because um uh I mean I also did 40 years of Zen. It's funny. We have such a, such a similar d- journey. Yeah. And it's, it's funny how there's, there's a lot of um, way showers, right, in the world that, like, are willing to take the risk and willing to, um, uh, you know, just understand. So that way, the whole point of this is actually simplicity and it's to bring it back into uh, the moment of today because so many people think that it's somewhere in the future and it's 
somewhere when they reach this. And then a lot of times it actually inspires people, you know, okay, now I have to do all of these things too. And it's absolutely not. You just have to take the time with yourself, re-identify who that self is. And most importantly, who do you want to be? Because that's a choice that we're making yeah. in, in every step of the way. And, you know, for me, the, it, it all came into just a very simple model. Uh, like, where do we like have to like pay attention to? And it's the me, we, and be. And so basically the me is yourself. It's the individual consciousness right. that you can affect. It's the physical body. And part of this journey through self-transformation I've been on, you know, it started with healing my physical body, even though it should have been the opposite. Now I see it, you know, you go from energy down to, to the physical, but you know, yeah. I, I was blind, right? I didn't hear and I, I didn't listen. And so, so when I start healing my physical body, then it became the mind, the mental body. And, you know, mind has to be fed just like the physical body with the right food, with the right information, yeah. with the right coding. And, uh, and because monkey brain or, or ego or whatever we call it, you know, it's a survival mechanism, which is awesome. It's important. It's here to help us scheduling and booking flights and beyond. But anything but that, it's, it's, it's just distraction. And uh, then it went into the emotional body, which, uh, you know, funny enough, about a 40 years of Zen, right? You go into this like super advanced, you know, uh, uh, experience. And then you're literally going back in time with your traumas and where were you hurt and what hurt you. And, and, and it's funny, I actually, I, I use some of the processes now in pair with breath work because it Same. actually works really well. Uh, that's amazing. And uh, sure. basically, you know, I, I until I actually uh, also unlock the emotions, the creativity doesn't come. And so facing back my past relationships, facing back, uh, you know, where I was hurt, where I didn't think of myself as, as what I was, was a huge part of this. And then the spirit was working with the psychics. And, um, you know, there is this higher aspect of us that is realized at all times. And then there is the small self yeah. or the egoic self. Now, the higher self, in, in many ways, they, they call it for, for this moment, uh, it communicates with us with four different senses. So we have five physical senses and four psychic senses or spiritual gifts. Now, these senses come through either psychic hearing, which is the little whispers, but it's not a lousy noise, right? The, the mind that tells us, keep on watching Netflix or keep on scrolling down your Instagram. Like that's the, the damaging mind. But then the other silent mind is telling you, let's turn off the phone. Let's start working out. You know, let's start eating healthy. And that silent voice, when we start paying attention to it, it's lower. So you need to you need to focus. <laughs> well, it's lower at first, but then it actually becomes yeah. louder and louder. And so the way people can build this is through acknowledgement. So you simply state, you know, thank you, I heard it, or thank you, I you, you I, I heard it, and then what you're gonna do about it, right? So if you don't follow it, that voice will get weaker again. Yeah. Uh, so that's the psychic hearing. Then you've got psychic seeing which is the lucid dreaming, or for some people uh, that comes through uh, entrepreneurs. You know, you have a vision before it ever happened and you're, you're pulling it from somewhere else that hasn't been, you know, pulled from or has been in, in whatever else. And when you see it, same thing, you acknowledge it. Thank you, I saw that. And what you're gonna do about that. And uh, then you've got your psychic feeling, which also is known as like the empaths of the world, which, you know, you feel feel it in your body. So instead, uh, if you go into a room and there was a fight, you know, something doesn't feel right. Or if you had a business partner, you know, there was a, there was a weird feeling about them. And that feeling was coming to you because of the psychic abilities to connect mm -hmm. and tap into, to anyone on earth or outside of earth. And then the final one is your psychic knowing or intuition. And that is like when you knew that person was cheating on you, or you knew that that wasn't a great decision. But the yeah. way you discern that is when you think, you don't know. When you know, you don't think. So knowing does not require thinking. And the minute yeah. thinking comes in, don't listen to it because then it's going to be tilted by your, your egoic mind. And so, so me, we, be. Uh, it's, it's, so think about the me as the individual consciousness. Yeah. We as the collective consciousness. And so for me, when I start you know, developing and growing myself, then I start thinking, what about my neighbors? You know, what about my friends? What about relationships? And so the we is how, what are those five people, you know, that take you forward or backward that are, you know, uh, helping you or not helping you in your growth? And then also, what is the environment? You know, what air quality, what, uh, what lights mm -hmm. we're being exposed to, what, 
uh, you know, food sources that we're, we're tapping into. Yeah. And so that's anything on the collective. And then the Honey. B is the supra consciousness, the supra collective, which is back to your essence. This is, you know, unity, God, how do we get here? You know, if universe was created 13.5 billion years ago, you know, how big of a little drop of a, of a dot, you know, we, we had on it. And so these are the three, you know, ways essentially that I had to look into. I used the process to wake up, clean up, power up and rest up and basically went on this journey now consciously to start re-seeing every opportunity as a, as a way to grow. Exactly. And one thing I want to, want to, want to mention is so many people think that, you know, your life might be hard. You know, you might be broke right now. You might have, you know, really negative relationships, but they're the biggest gifts because if you start seeing yeah. it as a gift to release it, let it go, recreate it or upgrade yeah. it, then you can start taking charge of your life in every moment and every moment becomes the life, you know, of this, this path of, of, of ascension or growth or whatever we, we might call that. Yeah, I love that. You, you have to see them as a gift. And not only that, <clears throat> like you said, you have to go heal them and do something about it because as stupid as it was that when this event happened back in the day, now the Pavel that is uh, whatever age you are right now, let's say 35, the Pavel at 35 know it, but the Pavel at 20 doesn't know. He doesn't know better. It's important to go heal that part of yourself because it triggered something in your subconscious mind that's still present, that still behave a certain way. And people don't realize how powerful it is. And one one thing that I I acknowledge that you said is like we always start with the healing the body. And I and it was the same for me. I almost died three times. And the thing is, the body is just a signal because you were not listening to the emotional signal and you are not listening listening to the spiritual signal, like your energy. So it goes from the energy. It start vibrating in the emotion that you don't listen to the emotion. And when the emotion and the energy stack up in the body, then it manifests in a physical disease or physical cataclysm. And the thing is, that's when people are like, oh, oh, shit, my tire is not good. Well, did you check the direction? Is the car good? Like, well, what's going on with the rest? Just don't change the tire. But that's what people will do. And the funny thing is, a sick man has only one wish and it's to heal. And a, a rich man has multiple wish. And we forget that when we're on the bed, let's say you go to the hospital bed, if you've been there and you're about to die or something happened, you're like, I swear, if I could just get good, I would give all my money. If I can just get good, I'm going to change my life forever. And then you're out of the hospital. One week later, you're back on track doing your bullshit and you forget that what happened. And then you go again and you're like, oh shit, I forgot how bad it is. And that's how human are programmed. It's like the mind is so wired to make you forget and just automation that you forget everything and you're going to feed bullshit food to your body. You're going to feed bullshit stuff to your body. You're going to watch all the things. You're going to surround yourself with the wrong people. You're going to do the wrong thing and it's not going to change and it's going to manifest in a tons of way that you're not supposed to do those things in your life, but you just keep going. And, and one day okay. you're going to be like, oh, this is enough. I have to change the way that I live. And we were talking before the podcast, you and I, that what, like a brief five minute, and we're talking about how many beautiful plays there are in, the, in this world. And I love America, but what, what we were saying, it's, it's so sad, the food industry here, what they do and all that stuff. It's like, if you traveled somewhere else, like Europe and, and other places, just in Europe, they have a 1,500 chemical that is banned in the food that we allow here. And, and stuff like that, the, the quality of the fruit in Central America, in Asia, like, it's just so sad that we put all that, that stuff, but people can't even fast, people can't even eat clean food. It's like, no, I want to enjoy life. I got to eat all the sugar, all the bad stuff, all the dairy, like people are not willing to do any sacrifice. And that's where it comes. It's like, you have to clean. It's not you wanting the sugar. It's all the bacteria in your guts because you've been feeding crap. It's like your mind. It The monkey mind wants more because you keep feeding more. So now you've got to choose to feed the right part of yourself. And then it's going to be easy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting. So, you know, what I've learned about America, right? It's, a, it's, it's truly been amazing to me. And, and the people of America are amazing. But then... 
you look at the governmental constructs, you look at the dark governments behind the governments that are actually running this and, and the world, you know, it's, it's a one big deception. And I actually had this vision on, on Iboga where I saw, you know, the, the construct of, of energy, like how this whole uh, deception is ran. And what was really interesting was that we're literally operating like one note off. So, you know, musically, you know, we, we use 440 hertz as like the standard, which is literally distorting to our brain. And even if it's 441 or 442, it's a closer sound and frequency to God than it is, you know, with, without it. And the same way they understand this, how to basically manipulate the people. And um, for example, you know, New Age. New Age was created out of, you know, love and growth and, and, and deception. And again, not saying the, the artists or the, 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 the book writers on, on New Age are, are anyhow bad, but the way this whole category was created to basically deceive us. And so they talk the right language, you know, they say the right things, but then there's a hook always to it. There's a, some sort of fear, guilt, or, or, or pain attached to it. And this is why, you know, in today's world, we're living in this very important time where, you know, it starts with the me, right? It starts with yourself to take the charge, to wake up, to get, get, get on the self-growth. And then when you mix it with the we, you're actually helping the collective to, you know, uplift and to grow. And, you know, it's funny, it's like you don't listen to these senses for long enough. And that's when, you know, cancers happen. That's when, you know, car crashes happen. And so in order for us to avoid this and actually create it is that's why we, we have to uh, no longer take stand in neutrality. We have to choose. Do we want to be ran by fear and pain and anxiety or do we want to be ran by love and joy and happiness and yeah. expansion? And so that choice is ours in every moment of our life. And that's why, again, it goes back to breath. You know, you let go of your breath, you lose your breath, you go into that fear state. You keep your breath, you keep your awareness, and you go into that love state. And more we can continue aligning with this light, with this love, with this abundance, then more we're going to continue seeing it in every aspect of our life. And for this, you don't have to do anything. This literally just starts coming to you. And, and we're the examples of this. You know, I always thought that I have to learn through gutter. I always thought I have to learn through pain and suffering and yeah. And I did, you know, my whole life. I fucked up yeah. every relationship, every possible thing I could lose, I lost it. I hurt people. And, and you know, in this process of, of doing this, you know, I had enough. And if you have enough, you got to say, it. you know, I have a freaking enough and I'm ready to, to move on yeah. into why am I actually here? And we're not here to hurt. We're here to enjoy, to love, to express, to create. And yeah. so that choice is yours. Yeah, totally. The the emotions of fear, guilt, anxiety, and all that stuff are here because it gives us a contrast. It's like when you look at black, you know there's white. So the thing is those emotions are just there to show you that they're there, but there's a counter emotion and you can choose either to, to live in love or you can choose to live in fear. So if you want to choose to change your emotion, just choose faith because at the end of the day, whether you choose faith or fear, you don't actually know what's going to happen in the future. Like it's just going to happen no matter what you decide. So the thing is, I choose the good outcome every day. When I start a company, when I start a relationship, when I start a friendship, I'm like, this person is a good person. Yes, it doesn't mean that person people won't cheat. There won't be anything, but you won't prevent it by being anxious. If you're with someone that want to cheat on you, no matter how much you check their cell phone, they're going to cheat on you. No matter what you do, they're going to cheat on you. So the thing is, why would you push all those vibrations? Why would you live in constant fear and anxiety? Same thing in business. It's like, okay, you start a business. Is there a possibility that the business fail? Yeah. yeah. Is there a possibility that business goes amazing? Yeah. Okay. So if the business fail, what's the worst case scenario? Maybe you lose your investment, 40, 30,000. I don't know. What's the best case scenario if the business take off like never before? Change your fucking life and you're a multimillionaire. So it's like, are you willing to take the risk and trust fate? Then put the action with the energy or are you just going to choose to coward? And it's the same every day. We do those choices. Same with, I was scared of being in love for a long time because I got hurt so many times. And then it's like, Oh, every girl is cheating. Every girl is a whore. And like in my heart and, and, and belief system, I had proof to back up my, my stuff because my ex was a full on prostitute, caught her at the whorehouse. All my previous ex, uh, she ended up doing uh same thing, escort. 
uh, three or four of my ex cheated on me, four on the five. So do I have statistically proof that they're all liars? And I dated my share of girl to tell you that there's a lot of lying people. But the thing is like, is there good people? Yeah. So stop focusing on the people that have been hurt and are doing things because at the end of the day, they're not bad people. It's just their subconscious mind has been programmed to do things a certain way. It's like the alcoholic. It's like the people that just, they do it because they're programmed. So there is good people. There's people that are ready for relationship. Let's tune in that frequency and let's find someone that's ready to love and be loved. And that's what happened. It's like when you don't need it, I, I say that you're a complete O and you match to another O to form eternity instead of being two little C that tried to connect to form a, a circle together. It's like, I don't need my girlfriend. I choose her. I can live alone or I can live with her. Is she bringing better to me? Is she, is she supportive? Are we communicating love? Yeah, then, okay, let's be, let's, let's partner up. But the thing is, people go in relationship with the, I need you, the Joker and, 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 and Harley Quinn relationship. I need you, you're mine and all that stuff. It's like, that's not how I see the world. It's like, this is so corrupt. Like, this is the image of people. Yeah. So, that's how you're going to end up being hurt in relationship. You're going to be scared of love. And because you're scared of loving, because you don't love yourself, you're going to hurt other people and you're going to hurt yourself in the process. So every day you make those choices, Pavel is a hundred percent right. Yeah. It's a, it's a process of surrender, you know, and, and maybe, maybe this little song will, will help to some, uh, I, I sing it anytime, you know, hard times come and, you know, it's not that they don't come, right? Like there's still times today that I continue being being tested uh, by my old mind because you know remember we live in a deception in a deceived world that is making us feel this way that it's normal and standard to to do this because it's everywhere over media and it's everywhere you know been imprinted in us but when you unhook from this you realize that uh, it is what it is so what so I literally sing it it is what it is so what cha 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 and I do the little, I do the little cha-cha because uh, that's like an affirmation. And so now when you say this, right, that's the one step. But then the second step is what you're going to do about it. Because a lot of people forget that it's as equal as important is not that you just don't give a damn about the outcome. It is not. You surrender to what is. So you no longer are worrying about the past or the future. Yeah. And then what you're going to do, what are the decisions that you're going to make? And so this this never ending surrender is is the biggest key to to all of this, and you know something I've learned about relationships. Um, there are these seven stages uh, of of union, and you know it always starts with the romance, right? The falling in love. That's when we have the butterflies, and we don't see the pheromones. You know, <laughs> the, the pheromones. But let me tell you something. It actually can apply uh, to a new business. You know, it can apply to a new yoga uh, membership. Let's say that you just start a membership. You're so excited, right? Then the second part is commitment. Your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, or you just, you know, file a new LLC. Um, then the third phase is broken vase. This is when you start seeing things you did not see in the first phase. So, for example, the yoga studio doesn't have showers. So how the hell are you going to take a morning yoga class and then there is, you know, no way to shower after? Or the business is underfunded. Uh, or your partner acts just like their father or just like their mother. Um, then the fourth stage is the ordeal, which is the should I stay or should I go uh, phase, which can last sometimes 25 years. You know, some people are, you know, attorney or doctor, you know, they, they've been doing it because that's what they know and it's their security. But then their whole life, they've been passionate about something else and they don't take the leap a lot of times. Or, you know, you stay married for so many years and this is yeah. the love and hate. I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. And then the fifth stage is collapse. This is when you've had enough. It's been so long that you have no more energy to give. And during this phase, most people break off. So this is when, you know, you, you end the business, you uh, file for divorce, or you move into the sixth stage, which is when the love truly begins. And that's the surrender. You know, you start seeing it, you know, you've done wrong, I've done wrong, it is what it is, you know, how can we be better? And it stops being about the me, 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 it starts being about the we, we, we. And when you move from that stage, you go into true love, which is the seventh stage. And the true love, true union is no longer bounded by all of these, you know, constructs. And it's, it is as it is, and you keep on growing. 
and maybe you choose to do it with someone else at that point, or you continue unlocking these more and more beautiful states. And the same thing happened for me as well. So I got divorced from my first marriage, but then I met uh, uh, my, my current partner, which uh, we have you know, gone through all of this growth together. She met me at the worst. I literally had nothing, you know, no dollars. She was even helping me uh, at a time with just paying for my kids, you know, nice. meals. Nice, sugar mama, we love it. She was literally, <laughs> you know, my whole life, right? I'm like the one buying all the tables and services and, and, and private jets and, and, you know, the capo. And then, you know, I, I go all the way down to, to nothing, but she could not met a worse person. I mean, I was doing drugs and alcohol and, and I was doing everything to numb this pain because I was also getting divorced at that same time. And so we moved into this most beautiful union that we have now that's this like dance of, of two beings and, and uh, it's changed everything. So again, you know, is it possible? It absolutely is, but you have to stop wanting to be hurt and you have to stop, you know, uh, looking at relationships as a way to bring more hurt to you. And now, you know, you look at relationships to actually accelerate you. So, you know, yeah. now my community is is people like you, right? Like we we just keep on connecting with with people that are in the same path. And and this is why I yeah. love what you do and what you do for mm. community, because it allows this uh this vortex of education and inspiration and motivation for yeah. people to be better. And so uh yeah, a little bit of relationships. Of <laughs> That's amazing. And totally because like like I, I said at the beginning of the podcast, guys, I didn't know Pavel before we got on the call. And as you can see, he's an amazing being. He's very similar path as me. So we'll, we'll connect. I'll give you my phone for sure. And uh, we'll stay connected. I love your work. Uh, we can talk about doing some stuff together. And it's funny because the thing is, the more you start putting your life together, you start vibrating, you'll meet people. And the person that introduced us, Pavel didn't know me either, but the person is like, yo, Pavel, here's Mike. You guys are amazing. You should meet. And I met a lot of cool people like that. Just you trust one person and that person says, you got to meet that person. And you're like, okay, done. Let's do it. And then you call the guy and you're like, yo, you're in Miami. I'm coming. Let's, let's have dinner. And you don't know, you never seen the guy and it's like a blind date. But you just know that because the other person said you have to meet this human, you just go. And that's how you're going to change your surrounding, especially with social media nowadays and stuff. But like Pavel said, you have to do the work first because you know when he was talking about frequency. So let's say you're vibrating at 440 hertz and Pavel and I are at 435. We don't want to be next to you. We don't want that chaos in our life. We don't want that negative shit. If you're going to talk about your problem all day and you're not going to do anything about it, we don't want you at the table. If you're going to bring a problem, if I go to Pavel and I'm like, yo, bro, I got this situation in my business. Cool, Mike. Are you going to dwell on it or what are we going to do about it? And that's very important. It's part of your song. It's like, okay, now what are you going to do about it? How do we make this thing better? Okay, Pavel, you have an ID? Yeah, okay, let's do this. So that's cool. And if you want to have people like that around you, you need to be a person like that because Yes, you can surround yourself with people that are more successful as, than you. It's okay. But as long as you bring something to the table, your energy, your creativity, your whatever it is. Like at the beginning when Pavel started his old career for Orange Theory, he was just a kid with an, with an idea. And they treated him like, yo, peasant, move. And then he proved himself. Then he, now he has the phone of the owner. You build something really fucking big with them. It's like it creates relationship and you prove yourself. But if he didn't do all that work and he didn't put the investment in himself, because not only that you put a big amount of energy time, but you invested a lot of money. Like we just talked about 40 years of Zen. That's $18,000 right there. Then flying to fucking retreats all over the world, paying psychic, paying mentors. It that That requires time, energy, and money. And in my opinion and in what I know is when you're investing money, it's just an energy. You're saying, I believe in myself and I believe in the process and I'm ready to do the move. And until you do those things, until you go to Pavel event, you do a bread work, you like, could we do it for free? Could we train people for free? Could we coach for free in an ideal world? Yes. But unfortunately, if you don't pay, you don't pay attention. And if you, if you're not ready to pay the energy, you're not going to go 100%. That's the world we live in. Maybe one day it's going to change. But right now, it's like go full in. Immerse yourself in an experience. 
Right now, guys, I'm not hosting retreats. Uh, I'm hosting Breadwork online. But if you want to go to one in person and if you want to have an experience, I'm sure that Pavel retreats are amazing and we can talk about it. And uh, tell us where is your next retreat? Can people go? Like, what's the deal? Where they can find you? Yeah, so so this next month, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm finishing the U.S. tour. Uh, so we're going anywhere from uh, Tampa, uh, Austin, Scottsdale, uh, Area 15 in, in Vegas, all the way to, to Hawaii. And then um, I'm actually, we're going to deliver our uh, our baby in uh, in a big island at this uh, Dolphin Bay with my, with my partner. Wait, 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 uh, wait. I thought they stopped it. Well, yeah, I, I don't think I should fully. Bro, I can't believe it. Wait, wait, I got to get, I can grab that out of the podcast. Wait, I got to get your fucking number, bro. I've been telling Sally, my my, my girlfriend is pregnant. I'm going to cut that part of the podcast. She's, <laughs> but she's pregnant and I told her, I studied the fucking thing in Hawaii. I want you to give birth with dolphin. It's 25, 30%. The baby's smarter and stuff. And, she, and yeah. I'm like, they closed it. So now you're telling me that it's open? Well, it's it's so it's very off off the off the record, but uh, I'm going to connect you with uh, one uh, doula, which is a she's a psychic doula. She speaks to the child before it's even before she, he or she is even born. Okay. And then okay, and then <laughs> it's and then there is a midwife. So our baby literally chose this. Like so I met a woman in dark. Oh, that's cool. Wait, that, let, give me your number. I, it's fuck, bro. This this is why you came in my life. This is the first thing you get. <laughs> What's your last name? Uh, it's a S T U C H L I K. And your number? Uh, seven zero seven. Yeah. Eight seven one. Uh, two eight eight one. Awesome! I'm gonna text you right now, bro. This yeah. is so funny. And I'll, I'll introduce you with all of them. So, so basically we have midwife and doula and then, um, and then, you know, it might not happen in the water, but you, we are still, so we have a house that's literally right in the bay where the dolphins give birth. So where, where this is happening. So we'll have both options. So there'll be like a water birth at the house, or there's going to be the ocean birth because, you know, she might come at night. Right. So like, like depending on when she comes, but oh, no matter what, it's you, a girl. You, yeah. It's, it's, it's when? a girl. When are you uh, due? September 9th. Oh shit! It's it's now. It's it's like wow, congrats, man. That's cool. <laughs> yes. No. And so it, it just it was so crazy. Just full on synchronicities on every level, right? And basically, um, the bay is where where the dolphins and whales give birth. So they'll come to you. So you just swim every every morning. So we're gonna be there the last two months, basically, or before. Uh, so so August and yeah. then September, yeah. and then you know. We're gonna be just swimming with with the dolphins every day. We're gonna be connecting with them, and they they literally can tell. They'll come to you and be there with you when you are there, and they'll like guide it. It's like crazy. Oh, bro, yeah, connect me for sure. Okay, uh, we we can talk on the phone later for that. So maybe we don't say that part because I don't want them to shut down the, this this fucking thing. The government will find it. Those fucker. So yes. yeah, keep going where you were. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit it out of the podcast. <laughs> So, yeah, though. So, so basically, you know, I've got this 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 last tour uh, that we're gonna, you know, end in Hawaii in in uh, mid August, and then um, then uh, October on, we'll be back on on a U.S. tour, and then uh, the probably the coolest retreat, if you want to try this, is in October. Uh, it will be in Ecuador, and um, basically, we're bringing a full on New Year's uh, experience. We're gonna be. Uh, creating uh, like avatar we're going to be like gathering everybody around a tree we're going to be doing a new manifestation and and a group work uh there is everything from hot and ice day we're going to climb a 14er in just shorts and then go into a hot springs right after so so all of our retreats that we do uh we normally have about six to eight of them a year but this year because of our baby we we dimmed it down to just few uh, and next year will be full on again. Awesome. I'll come in October and, and we can talk about like um, how to get people that are following me uh, like to come to the event and stuff. We can we can talk about all that for sure. That, that's really fucking amazing. Yes. Thank you. And also I wanted to give uh, everyone. So so we're also online. So we have a on demand and a library as well as courses. So we'll, we'll send it in the link if people want to uh, test out any of these sessions. Basically, the wake up, clean up, you know, it, power mm -hmm. up phase. They can go through it, uh, you know, from anywhere, and uh, 
and yeah, so so that's uh that's a little that's bit of awesome. <laughs> and, and what is your Instagram if people want to go follow you? I'll put all the link below. I'll put your gift and and where if they want to connect with you. Yeah, so it's a uh, Noah Aon N O A A O N official on on all socials and um uh, yeah, so whatever whatever you're on, we're we're there. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us, bro. I, I really appreciate meeting you. You're an amazing human being, guys. I hope that you loved is parkour and i knew that it was going to be something good but i didn't know it was going to be that good it's 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 almost like you were telling my life story bro it's it's crazy and uh by the time the podcast is out people will know uh my girl is pregnant uh he's gonna have a little girl i'm gonna have a um a baby so it's gonna be my first one i don't know yet if it's a, a boy or a girl we're gonna know the gender in september so guys it's just so many synch synchronicity in this world and and Pavel is an amazing human being, and I hope that you learn from him. Like he had a crazy parkour, not only as an entrepreneur making millions, flying private jet to having a sugar mommy. Now we're, we're kidding. To having a girlfriend that had to take care a little bit of the bill because she trusted the man that he is, and now he's back on track, being the best self and having this amazing relationship. So it just proves to you that. In order to have an abundant life, you need the four pillar. You need to master yourself. You need health, wealth, relationship, and, and happiness. And Pavel is the pure example of someone that lived this life. So thanks for blessing us with all that knowledge and experience. And guys, I will see you in another podcast. Thank you so much.